Welcome back to the Onside Podcast. My name is John, aka Black Dynamite. Excuse me, brothers. The militants turned startled. This is private. How'd you get in here? I walked in. It is Thursday, September 16th. Hope you had an absolutely amazing day. As always, uh, my day going pretty great. So it's it's finally done. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's happiness all around. So I finally got the the dock that I needed for my MacBook to be able to connect it with the uh, the HDMI and use it normally with the, with the laptop closed and whatnot. Finally got it. It came. It's perfect. <laughs> it's like it's so it's 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 a happy time. It's a happy time. It's strange though because so on most Apple devices. Oh, well, just in general, like, Applevices have pretty good color uh, reproduction. That's the word I'm looking for. Whatever. <laughs> they, they, they do colors really well. They handle colors really well. Uh, well, to be fair, I mean, most, like, modern devices do. Well, high-end, high-end devices like your Samsung devices, uh, your high-end Windows devices, they handle colors pretty well. Uh, and so, like, on Apple devices, you have True Tone which, like, tweaks some colors a little bit. It makes it kind of weird. Well, it looks pretty nice, but, like, if you actually care about, like, photo editing or anything, that you always turn off True Tone, right? So I always keep True Tone off, even though I don't even do any photo editing, but, like, I just like having the nice, pure colors. Uh, but this monitor cannot reproduce the same colors, or the, the, the same scale of colors as the MacBook. So, like, what usually is, like, a deep blue... It's like this weird purple color, like this light purple. And I noticed it because, like, so much the stuff on my screen <laughs> is supposed to be blue, and it's purple, right? I mean, Audacity, like the, almost the, enti- the entirety of the Audacity interface is, like, blue. It's blue and gray, with like, yellow and green, I guess. But, like, the waveform is blue. The knobs and stuff, those are all blue. The actual icon itself is blue, like, and all this stuff is purple now. It just, it just looks so strange. Like, I'm not used to it. It just looks, it looks kind of washed out. Especially because I know what it's supposed to look like, right? It makes it look kind of like washed out a little bit. But hey, I don't care. It is what it is. I have it. I'm happy. <laughs> like, Amazon has been coming to my house, like, every single day for the last, like, seven days. Like, dropping off a different package. Uh... Firstly for me, but then for my mom also, because like now she's got his new job, she's working from home, had to get her all set up, of like uh, the monitors and all that good jazz. So like Amazon has been like coming to my house nonstop. I think this is the last delivery though that they have at my house. I think I'm pretty sure. I'm fairly confident. Uh, so yeah, they can stop pulling up here. Actually, speaking of things finally being done, so if you may remember, a couple weeks, I think it was two weeks ago, right? We had a Candyman pop up behind my side mirror and then try to get him out. Didn't come out. Changed his name to He Who Remains because he remained. But He Who Remains no longer remains. I'm proud to announce. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm proud to announce, sad to announce. Is this a sad thing? I don't know. We had a pretty strong connection, him and I. Um, but yeah, just as I predicted, his body decomposed. And like, as I was driving today, like chunks of it kind of flew out. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's time. It's time. He's ready to go. He's 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 paid his dues. He, we've had a lot a long journey together. He's traveled a lot, seen a lot of new places. I bet he was not probably never going to see 
but yeah, it's ready for him. It's time for him to go. So once the car wash got it all washed up, more chunks of him came out, but not all of it. And I was gonna use like a little like air pressure to blow him out again. But then I got a better idea. I was like, okay, instead of trying to like use that to blow it out, what if I just use the vacuum and try to like vacuum it out? Genius. <laughs> but like I said, I thought of this before. Like that was probably like the obvious solution originally. It probably would have been like the very first time I should just vacuumed it out anyway. Probably would have worked. Uh, but yeah, just like tilted my mirror as far as it could go. Then I like, got the little vacuum cleaner stuck it inside. And like when it sucked it up, it made like the most satisfying crunching noise that like I've ever heard. <laughs> it felt so good. It was like such a satisfying just like crunch of his body just crumpling and getting it. Just, it felt good. It sounded good. It felt good. I did uh, you know pay my respects, gave a little moment of silence. You know, like I said, we had, we had a pretty decent relationship. Uh, but it was time for him to go. It really was. He, he had been hanging out way too long, and uh, yeah, he who remains. Uh, no longer remains. And actually, that perfectly leads me into another thing. <laughs> Speaking about my car, uh, this happened today. It's kind of frustrating a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's funny because, like, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it affects like my driving ability, like Uber and whatnot. And it's just funny how it's like just back to back, just Uber complications. Although this one today wasn't necessarily related directly with like Uber or the app or whatever, but it's like, still related so when i got this car like the brakes were pretty much fine well like the front two brake pads were like a little bit a little bit, a little, a little bit rough especially specifically the front right that one was a pretty a little bit worn down and like i knew i needed to replace them and like i planned on replacing them but i also knew it was gonna be expensive <laughs> so i kept like pushing it off like, as long as I possibly could, which is a terrible, terrible thing to do when it comes to cars. Like, you should never do that with a car because, like, something's going to break at, like, the worst possible time. And it's very, very dangerous. Uh, and so, like, over time, like, I knew that right brake pad was starting to get, like, really, really run down. Like, I, I, I could feel it. It was starting to get a little bit crunchy. I was like, yeah, it's getting about there. But still kept pushing it off. I'm like, I could probably get this, like, past my birthday, right? And then, then we'll handle it. We'll handle it then. I'll feel pretty settled by then. We'll handle it then. Uh, but today, as I was driving, I was like, I picked up. I, so I had two deliveries. Uh, they were picked up from two different restaurants, but going to the same person at the same place. So, like, you know, they just kind of, like, ordered, they ordered their, they ordered some coffee from somewhere else and then some food and going to the same place. And I was on the way to the, the second pickup to pick up the food. Uh, this, like, police officer, it was a two-lane road, and this police officer was, like, uh, he was next to me. So, I'm on the right lane. He's in the left lane. It's kind of like a freeway type deal. And there was, like, an exit they need to get to, I guess. And he was, like, right up kind of close to me. So like the back of his truck was probably like towards the middle of where my hood is, right? And he just starts going. He went to exit and he just started crossing over into my lane. Like straight up almost hit me. So like I slammed on my brakes. I didn't want to honk the horn because like, you know, <laughs> it's a cop. So, <laughs> but I, I like slammed on my brakes or whatever. And like when I did that, it was like the last decent piece of my brake pad in the right just like went and like i heard it <laughs> i heard it like I, I i heard it i felt it it was like an immediate like crunch 
noise of like metal on metal definitely touching and i was like yup there it goes <laughs> there goes my brakes that's nice <laughs> thankfully it's only one so like the thing is like i couldn't cancel the delivery at this point right i already picked up one and unfortunately the delivery was pretty far away it was like a 25 minute drive it was going away from my house uh so like from there to my house was an hour and 30 minutes which is freaking long i think about that was really far away just for like a single delivery uh, but yeah i like had to take the back roads i took like all the back roads i could possibly think of never once touched the interstate or the freeway <laughs> Because, like, I didn't want to be in a situation where I was going really fast. I needed to brake really hard. Uh, I just wouldn't be able to, like, go at a nice chill pace, give myself, like, a mile <laughs> to slow down and brake if I see something. Like, it was, it was, it was, like, it was so nerve-wracking because it's, like, I know it's, it's bad. You should never do that. <laughs> like, because, like, it can damage your rotor. That can get pretty ugly. It could just damage the, like, the tire uh, housing. That's not the word I'm looking for. But, you know, that whole situation. Uh, and replacing a rotor is a lot more expensive than replacing a brake pad. Uh, brake pads, got to get some estimates. Brake pads are, like, $245. Uh, although... Nissan is having a little promotion that ends on Friday, so I gotta speed up and get there, uh, hopefully tomorrow or Friday. Uh, we'll do it for two oh nine. Will they like replace the brake pads for the front and they'll resurface the rotors, which I'm definitely gonna need because <laughs> that right rotor, oh, <laughs> it's 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 spicy. All right, it's spicy. It was not a fun drive. Like, when I was, when I brake was really, really slow, right? Like, really, really lightly brake, like, being really ginger with it. The other brake pads and the other three reels touch first, of course, because they're, you know, for it, they're, they're, there's more, there's less space, right? And so, like, it won't actually touch that front right. They The the plate and the caliper won't touch if I brake lightly, which is why I wanted to go on back roads and I can, like, go slow and take my time to, like, slow down and brake. Uh, but like any situation where I had to like break a little bit harder where they would touch, like you could just hear the crunching grinding. I'm like, that's so disgustingly bad. Like I'm just hearing money go out the window. <laughs> it's exactly what that sound was. That was the sound of like my wallet freaking crying, like weeping. <laughs> My wallet is literally just weeping in my pocket, dude. Like, oh, oh, it was so, so bad. And there's no one to blame but myself. Because I pushed this off for so freaking long. Like, it's, it's so, it's so, like, irresponsible of me. Like, I'm kind of disappointed in myself. Just ever so slightly. <laughs> just ever so slightly disappointed in myself on this one. Like, uh, come on, John. <laughs> But hey, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, probably gonna take my mom's car to school tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna drive that. Thankfully, though, it was like, well, thankfully slash not thankfully, like, it was, it's been raining a little bit or a lot of bit because of the hurricane. Uh, so like one that kept my brakes cool and wet so like it wouldn't spark in like dry, hot uh, weather. You know, metal on metal touching is not good when it's hot outside and dry. Uh, so keeping them wet, keeping them cool, that was great problem though like the road is wet so like braking takes even more time so i gotta like add even more space while i'm starting to brake 
uh, but I made it home safely. <laughs> That's what's important, I guess, in my book. I made it home safely. Uh, now I just got to get this whole business figured out and go through the struggle of actually driving it to Nissan to get it fixed. Because, like, there is not a Nissan. And, well, I think I've talked about this before. Like, I live, like, on the border of the sticks. Like, <laughs> like I'm out there. Like, like we're... Like, we're practically rural but not rural we're like we're the the edge of the suburbs right like you just a stone's throw distance further further out and you know you're sitting with cows in the farmland right like <laughs> we're out there so there's nothing close to us like nothing close like the nearest walmart is 20 minutes away right on a good that's like no traffic included because you got to go like through some traffic to get there uh so like there's not much stuff that's close to us. Uh, it's like when I had Camille, uh, the Camry, going to Toyota to get that fixed was like a 25-ish, 30-ish minute drive to get that fixed. And that's like the closest one to me. Like Nissan's even further away. It's like almost 40 minutes. <laughs> especially with traffic. If traffic's going to be a pain, especially depending when I go, I guess. As long as I go like, in the afternoon and not in, during rush hour or the morning, uh, but like we, if if traffic included going that way, it could take over an hour. Like, because like, there's no one, else, there's nowhere else I could go to get the things fixed. Like I, I was calling everywhere, trying to get like estimates and whatnot, and like either people did not do brake pads or like they were charging like an exorbitant amount of money. And I'm like, yes, that's so dumb. <laughs> that's so dumb. So yeah, then I guess so I got to do that entire drive with three brake pads. Hopefully I make it there. <laughs> like I made it home, but that's only half the journey. Now I got to make it to actually go get it fixed. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Either way, let's hop into this episode. So I watched this clip on YouTube uh, from an episode of Black Mirror. And funnily enough, like this was the first episode of Black Mirror that I ever saw. And it was the episode that essentially got me into the show. I absolutely love Black Mirror. If you've not watched it, 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 high quality entertainment, okay? Definitely, definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, they haven't dropped a new season in like two years, but it's an anthology series, so you can really pick up wherever you want. You can watch any episodes you want. They don't all, there, there's no underlying story throughout the, the series. That's what an anthology means anyway. But yeah, great, great show. But the episode uh, in question here, was the episode's called Shut Up and Dance, right? And if you have seen Black Mirror, if you have seen this particular episode, y- you know how this one goes. <laughs> in the episode, At the end of the episode, uh, y- you find out that the guy is essentially a pedophile, and he's been looking at pictures of kids, uh, which is how he got involved in the whole mess in the first place. Uh, that's not even technically a spoiler at all. <laughs> Because the point of the of that episode is to, to see what's happening, necessarily. Uh, not exactly what was happening. Um, but, I mean, there were a few things that kind of hinted in, during the episode that this was the case. Uh, and I kind of pieced it together because, like, there was no way that someone would go that far to hide the fact that they watched porn. Almost like a pastor or something. <laughs> but the kid was a teenager, right? So, so there was no reason for him to go like that far above and beyond to to hide the fact that he was just watching regular porn right and you can explain you can easily like explain it that way 
right? It's like I knew something was up. Uh, I mean, I can't say that I knew that it was CP, but I knew it wasn't normal stuff. I just figured it was like some like super weird, like fetish stuff, which I guess technically CP is like some super weird fetish stuff. But I'm talking like a legal fetish. <laughs> like a super weird legal fetish like um, like a piss fetish or something I don't freaking know but like in the end you find out it's CP right but the point is the video on YouTube was titled as a foreshadow to what happens in the end and it's a scene from the very beginning of the episode uh, where he's at work at, the, at a fast food restaurant and a little girl is leaving with her mom and she leaves her toy on the table right so he rushes over yeah, he picks it up gives it back to the girl before they walk out. The interaction honestly seemed very generally normal and harmless. Like, he hands the girl a toy, the girl smiles, he smiles, the mom smiles, everyone's on their way, right? Of course, once you've watched the episode, if you go back and look at this scene, you could see it as foreshadowing to what is about to happen in some ways. And kind of, yes it is, but also in some ways, no it is it, right? And I think that's the point of this scene because it's making it clear the power of hindsight, right? And that's also how it works in the real world. It's like, like I said, in your first watch of this episode, that scene probably won't mean anything to you, right? It just looks like a really bog standard interaction. It's only till you know how everything ends that you can see something weird maybe going on there, right? And this is exactly how things play out in the real world. If I was at a McDonald's and some kid left their toy on the table and an employee gave it back to them, I wouldn't think anything of it, right? I don't think anyone would read into that except to say that, that you know, the employee is a nice person. They're nice of them to do that. But by no means does that make the employee a pedophile, right? And there's no grounds to draw such a conclusion. But if two years later, we find out that that employee got arrested for getting freaky with a child, then we would say, oh yeah, remember that one time you gave a toy to the kid? It was so obvious, but it wasn't, right? And that's the scary thing about all of this, because like, you don't know what anyone is capable of, right? We can only determine what we ourselves are capable of, and perhaps sometimes we assign those assumptions to other people as well. Right? But for the most part, everyone seems generally normal, right? We have this image in our heads of what, like, a pedo would look like, right? Perhaps, like, a greasy fat dude lurking around a playground. And, you know, if we saw someone like that giving a kid their toy back, perhaps we would think twice about it, right? Which is also wrong because you can't assume, based on how someone looks, that they would commit a crime. That's, that's literally the equivalent of assuming that if someone is black... They're going to steal. Those are the exact same thing, right? But on the other side of that, many times, like, the real predator doesn't even look like our preconceived idea of what a predator is, quote-unquote, supposed to look like, right? They look generally normal, I guess. Like, in the case of this show, he looks like your average teenager, Right? There's no reason to assume otherwise, and yet, look how everything played out, right? And this kind of goes along with the whole thing of, like, when someone commits a really bad crime, and the family members or friends say, oh, 
I never thought they were capable of doing something like that. Well, they were never, uh, you know, that type of person, right? And then usually the family and friends get harassed because of it. Because when the story gets reported and they pull out all of these things that have happened in the past, when you look at the whole picture, it, it makes sense, right? Obviously, it, it leads up to what took place, right? But in order for that entire picture to make sense, you have to have the entire picture, Right. We say to the family, like, look at everything that happened. Look at what they were doing in the past. How could you have not seen this coming? Well, that's assuming that they can take small things happening and piece them all together in order to predict what is going to happen in the future, which is literally impossible. This is not minority report. We don't have that kind of power. Right. So you also have to consider that most of the time. The family members have been with this person their entire lives, right? It's hard to remove how you remember someone when they were a kid when considering how they are as an adult, right? We, as the outside observer, we are being introduced to this person solely because they committed a crime, right? If they had never committed the crime, we wouldn't even know this person existed. And so from that, everything we hear about the person's past we put through the filter of them being a criminal, right? Despite the fact that when those things happened, they weren't technically criminals just yet. So there would be no reason to draw those conclusions that we then draw after the fact of everything happening. So everything makes sense in hindsight, right? That's what the, that's what the name of the podcast is hindsight. I mean, it's also in the podcast description, literally that right there. Everything makes sense in hindsight, right? And of course, this isn't true for every single case, right? There are some cases where like, as a kid, the person was going around like, I don't know, freaking killing swirls and rabbits and dogs, and they grow up and become a serial killer when they get older. And it's like, okay, no need for hindsight on that one. I could have told you exactly how that was going to play out. Like, (laughs) I could have predicted that one for you. But like, I'm talking in reference to situations like, like, like this one from, like, from Black Mirror, right? Where the actions of the individual are essentially no different than the actions that we ourselves would take. And it's only after finding out the dark intentions behind those actions that we then say, oh, those actions were weird and everyone should have called it out, right? Now, there are a couple conclusions that like I personally want to draw from this. First one is, if a family member or friend does something out of pocket, right? Like commits a crime or anything like that. You're going to look back and try to look for signs that led up to this. And you will probably be able to find a bunch of them, right? But, you know, usually after that, family member, friend begins to blame themselves for not calling it out, right? Uh, you saw it, but you didn't, you didn't say anything, right? But the thing is, you got to understand, the only reason things are signs is because you know how things end. Assuming the family member or friend never got in trouble, you would never read into those very same actions or signs, right? So it isn't your fault. is isn't the family member's fault by any means. It's, it's because th- th- there's no way you could have predicted the future in that context, 
right? And I say in that context, because like I mentioned before, there are some contexts, there are some cases where like the signs are just so obvious in the present that you can't ignore those, right? And if you, if you do that, that one's on you. I, I can't save you there. <laughs> but I'm talking more of like the subtle things, right? Like a person returning a toy to a kid when they forgot it at a restaurant, which is something that I'm pretty sure every decent human being would probably do, right? And the other thing I want to say about this is the fact that in situations like this, we kind of have to lay off the family and stop blaming them for what happened. Once again, in this context, right? Because, you know, it, it depends on the situation, but we all know the kind of situation I'm talking about here. Many times it's just like they are just getting the full picture of all of this at the same time that we are, right? And just like us, they are going through and looking back and looking for signs that could have told them this was going to happen. But in many cases, it simply isn't their fault. And as a family member, you can only do so much for a person, but in the end, they make their own decisions, right? And you can't punish other people for the decisions of an individual. That's all I'm trying to say here. <laughs> but if you like this episode, enjoy the podcast, give it a like, give it a follow, the rating, all that good jazz to let me know that you like. Of course, if you do like it, share it with your friends, because good friends give friends good things, and you want to be good friends, so give your friend a good thing if you want to follow me it is at gala hat on the igs and as always 8 a.m eastern same time same place every single day hopefully right absolutely wait what <laughs> that was the intro <laughs> crazy how i like kind of autoed into that one hopefully you have an amazing day though <laughs> uh all the other good jazz that i say in an outro, drink plenty of water, stay hydrated, stay safe, be smart, don't drive on bad brakes, and I'll see you tomorrow.